0: Hi everyone, I'm Randy Brock and this is the Home Matters Podcast alongside Ron Whiteman and my good friend who's joined us today Rachel Peterson. Hi, Rachel.
1: Hi, Randy. Hi, Ron. How are you guys?
0: So great to have you here today.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Great.
0: So we're going to talk a little bit about real estate, but mostly we just want to talk with Rachel today. So, um, you know, we've been talking in the last few podcasts about the market. And just to give you a little bookmark, we're here in the first quarter of 2023 where things are different now. And we all know why. It's it's what's changing the entire U.S. economy right now and, and hopefully for us in a good way. But it's interest rates. Is kind of the primary driver and season, but we're still out, we're still busy, and we're still running into the kind of the same thing we've been talking about for the last what? How many years have we been talking about the need for more homes on the market?
2: A lot of years, and you know, actually, I was going to I was pulling the numbers to talk about those, but they haven't changed. They really have not changed. Uh, we are in in what I'm going to call a much more balanced market. If you listen to the media, they would have you believe that our prices are down and our market's not good, but that's just not true. Yeah. We have a shortage, Uh, we're selling houses, um, and it's just much more balanced for both buyers and sellers, which is something I think was needed, even though it made us a little bit nervous as it was happening.
0: Right, and I think the headlines are probably driven by what we've had became so normal. Yes. It became so normal to have to be in a bidding war all the time if you're gonna buy a house and, I mean you were in the situation once without getting into too much detail but you'd look at one house and there would be 10 offers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So you would have to compete all the time and it's you're still competing a little bit though. And it's, it's sort of strange how. It's just not the same as it was before, and then I suppose the media, or whatever the headlines, I don't like to use the word the media <laughs> right. so much, but it, it's just very different, and now it's better for buyers.
2: Well, we do like to sensationalize it, you know, and, and there is that that creates a conversation about standing in line to wait to get in to see a house. But uh, balanced and healthy, that's what our market is right now, and that's what I was hoping that we would return to after we got through this a little bit of uncomfortableness with the interest rates. So it's, it's balanced and it's a healthy market for a buyer and it's a healthy market for a seller.
0: Now, if the spring weather would be just a little bit more balanced. Oh my. Everybody <laughs> would be happy. Well, we do have that rule. Lynn has made the rule and she's not here, but we can't talk too much about the weather. No, nope, moving on. <laughs> we can't talk too much about the weather. Uh, so Rachel, Thank you again for being here today. We don't want to take too much time here, so we'll move on quickly to you. Uh, I'm really excited that you're here today because you and I go way back.
1: Way back!
0: We don't even (laughs) really want to talk about how many years.
1: (laughs) I knew Randy when he had blonde tips in his hair. Yes! (laughs) Really? had highlights. I mean, my hair was blonde too back then, so that was the style in the early 2000s. It's
0: kind of wild to think about that. You know, I started here in 2002, and I remember even just before then, you know, TV, late '90s, early 2000s. It seems like there was always a trade with a TV station, and then all the talent would go get their hair done, uh, yeah. and then all the talent <laughs> would go get their hair done, and everybody would come back with highlights.
2: <laughs> or and color. then everyone would
1: comment. And we didn't have social media. I mean, social media was really kind of getting started when I started in TV, and it was a, kind of a taboo thing. Our our news station was like, "No, no, you can't have Facebook." And now that's where oh, you find right, all your, right. your stories and updates and share your information. So it's yeah. it's just a complete 180 from from where we started. But yeah, yeah, I mean when we when we would change our hair color or wear a different you know <laughs> We'd color dress, we get a
0: handwritten letter. We a
1: handwritten letter in cursive, <laughs> and then you know once in a while you'd get a phone call too, and that was always bizarre. Oh yeah, you know you had to be nice. <laughs> so and what courteous. year was this? So I started in, in 2006. And um, I started as a morning producer at at KTTC, and I really just wanted to get my foot in the door. And I got it right away, right out of college, and I was so excited, and I worked midnight to eight every day for a year before um, the Weekend Anchor decided to move on to another market. Mm -hmm. And when he did so, I had been practicing my reporting and um, doing just different live hits during the morning show with Jess Abrahamson and mm-hmm. Jeremiah Jacobson at the time. And I got lucky, got the gig on the, as a weekend news anchor for KTTC as also, and also um, a weekday reporter. Mm. And I think I was still a little just naive to what television news was all about. And in 2007, so a year in, that's when the floods of 07 happened oh, in yeah. southeastern mm-hmm. Minnesota. And I feel like that really kicked just my career into drive um maybe my 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 work ethic as well because every day you were just like all right suit up and go to mm-hmm. go to um rushford today yeah. and go to a flooded basement right. and and tell the story and you didn't know what you were going into, but that entire summer of 07, that's what I did. I got in the car, either with Chuck Sibley, and if I got a photographer. You know, you're usually right. one man yeah. banding it, so I got lucky if I got a photographer. And we would go down there and tell these incredible stories. And that's, I think, when my passion for just community and, and telling stories actually happened. And, it, of course, it was fun you know, following Randy, too, along this journey because, he, I mean, that was a really busy time for, for you and your weather that team. That was
0: wild. Yeah, Yeah. And I remember it clear as day, too, when we were covering a lot of it, and you and I were in in the office together Mm -hmm. that whole weekend. Um, But I remember when you had to report after that, one of the most striking scenes was in Stockton. Mm. You know, these little towns Mm -hmm. all around southeast Minnesota that have these, and they're little trout streams, and they're like eight feet wide. Some Mm -hmm. spots where you could literally step across them, and they blew out these valleys. And in Stockton, Rachel reported from the train tracks where a house Mm -hmm. stopped. Yeah. This house, the middle of the house was teetering on the train tracks. And I think, didn't the woman just, she stayed alive because she got on top of
1: her house? On top of the house. Yeah. Just the resiliency of those little communities. Um, And, you know, I think the, the bright note that came out of that entire event was it it kind of put southeastern Minnesota more on the map. I mean, those places are are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. You know, we we love going there for just kind of summertime retreats, but you you really got to see what life was like for the people who live there. And they're they're getting that kind of attention through television and radio and, and other publications. And it brought more support. to southeastern Minnesota. And it just, I mean, I, I had no idea those places existed. You know, I was more Rochester, Minneapolis, St. Paul, more the bigger cities. So it made me more aware of our surroundings and just kind of what a great, great area we live in, in the state.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. From a real estate perspective, I remember that because that was a time that was during the mortgage crisis when the, the market was totally opposite of what we're at right it now. It just happened. Yeah, it? it was it yeah, was that's... just just happening in in oh seven and actually that flood was in August of of oh seven, and uh, we had houses that were on the market for months and months and months versus days like they are right now, and I think it was something like one in four or one in five every home in in the city had some sort of water intrusion into their house. And so now when we look back at disclosures, you know, it's it's interesting to see, well, we did have some water seepage, and was it 07, you know, because it was a pivotal year. And the thing that I remember about that that time period is I went down to uh, Elton Hills Drive where the river goes under Elton Hills by the 125 Live right now, and it was just within inches of the top of, of the spillway there. That's so right. it came yeah. within just... A bit of rain of overspilling the banks. Yeah. It was quite an event. Yeah. I was in the office that morning,
0: and while we were doing these intermittent cut-ins, I was on the phone with my wife, who was holding a baby you, son. Yeah, you <laughs> just
1: had Owen, we right? just had...
0: Oh, my goodness, yeah. yes. I yeah, remember Randy coming
1: sex. into the office just... Oh, I just had a baby. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. It was. It was a month after yes. Owen was born. Yes. Something like that. Or he was whatever. It's all a blur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was on the phone with her, and she's trying to figure out how to get the water out of the basement. Oh, wow. Well, and, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out how to get video. Yeah, you know, both yeah. you and I were. Well, there was as-
1: no way then. We didn't have the technology, Ron, to uh, satellite it up. I think everyone thought yeah. we were NBC National News, and we could right, get our yeah. helicopter out to these flood zones. And the reality was because there was such a dip, our our little right. antenna system couldn't project. So we oh, couldn't sure. we couldn't do live shots a lot of the times in those flood zone areas, and we would have to rely on the bigger. Market stations like uh, K-, K Eleven, mm-hmm. you know, to really help us out get the news to back to the Rochester area. Yeah,
2: yeah. so I'm going to take a leap. Um, let's let's just say something like that happened today in your current position with Olmsted County. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge mm-hmm. responsibility to coordinate. Yes. Uh, communication to yep. coordinate efforts and help people. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing yeah. now.
1: So I'm a communication specialist for Olmsted County. So I should go back a little bit. So Randy had mentioned my name, Rachel Peterson. That's my married name. Uh, my maiden name is Wick. So I, I anchored the news for several years in, in the Rochester, mar- Rochester area market. And I um, in 2021 my contract was up at channel six that's where i worked at the time and i just decided you know now might be the time to just explore something new and i saw the position open up um, reached out to the manager who happened to have a very similar background to my own and i just you know it just felt it just felt right it felt like the right time my husband um, had started a new career with the rochester fire department and we were looking for something that'd be just more, you know, family friendly, balanced, you know, mm-hmm. a, more of an eight to five type of job instead of two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And um, I got really lucky, I feel, because it's just hard. It's hard in this, in this area to, to land a communications position. You would think maybe easy at Mayo Clinic, but it's difficult. So started at the county in 2021, and it's been a whirlwind ever since, you know, it's, People will ask me, "Well, do you miss the news, or you know, is it is it a lot easier than and than the news?" And it's not easier. It has its own um, host of challenges. I think any type of government work, whether it's federal, state, or local. Has its own share of challenges, and this is no different. Um, the one thing that I love about this job—although there's there's many things—but I get to do a lot of the same things I did when I was mm. in broadcast television news of, of sharing stories, um, whether it's internally with you know Olmsted County's 1,300 employees or with 163,000 residents of Olmsted County. And you mentioned the flood and just different types of crisis communication and. We've really developed a good system at the county and with our partner agencies like Dodge and the city of Rochester to have just, um, you know, meetings. Like, I, for example, just even with the recent winter storms, we'll, we'll make it a, a priority to meet with these different groups, these different entities, and Zoom. I mean, obviously COVID changed a lot of things, but it, it made us, um, I think, better connected. Because we're able to just, you know, at the click of a button, have a conversation with Dodge County and what are you seeing over there or at the Rochester International Airport and getting that information out to um, not only, you know, employees, obviously, but then residents in the community and how to keep them on top of the situation. So, it's been it's been really, you know, streamlined that way, but there are still lots of opportunities to grow. I think just like real estate, it's ever changing, ebb and flow. Absolutely. So, you just have to kind of go with what the market is telling you to do and what type of communication do you need to best reach the people in our area?
0: I don't want to be too presumptuous, but I would imagine that things have changed considerably in the last 6 years or so.
1: Absolutely. At a position
0: like that and yeah. and before, I suppose you could be a governmental organization and you could you could kind of sleep a little bit when mm-hmm. it came to real fast communication. Yes. You know, if something was an emergency, it would be an emergency mm-hmm. broadcast or something like that. Yeah. But now it's almost constant how you'd have to communicate it's, issues.
1: It is. And, and it might sound surprising, but Olmsted County, this um, communications part of our department, I'm a part of policy analysis and communication. So we all kind of group together. And my communications team is very small. Um, according to my manager, it's still kind of in its infancy stages, um, maybe three years old. So before, we, we like to describe it as like the wild, wild west, <laughs> where every department, there's 18 different departments in Olmsted County from, you know, uh, parks and rec to finance and housing, and everyone kind of did their own thing. And it worked. And I can remember from being on the news, you know, who do you reach out to when you have questions? Well, you would just oh, yeah. contact that department director at the time. And so you never really knew who <laughs> right, who you right. should go to because, like any job, people change positions. They move around. So it was always just kind of like, okay, we'll see who, you know, grabs onto this one. Whereas now having a, you know, more of a centralized communications department, the media can reach out to me. I do all the media relations, and I can help um, basically identify who would be best suited, mm-hmm. you know, public information officer officer to speak on that on that certain subject. So, mm-hmm. it's fun. There's still a lot of growth we have to do. Um, we're really focused on training and just you know continuous training, which is something that was you know really new to me. I think, you know, coming from from TV news mm-hmm. because it's kind of go go go. Yeah. And here they give you more of an opportunity to say like, okay, hold up. Let's let's take a look at our current processes and what can we do to be better. Yeah. So it's great.
0: That's awesome. And since you've been there, I've noticed a change too, thanks to you, like how much information is coming out in video format too. So yeah. you're bringing that aspect of what you used to do, to, unless I'm missing something, maybe you I'm got biased. It. You're very, very observant, Randy.
1: <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, it's it's been fun because I, I came on and we have... Uh, uh, a media specialist, Nick Ryan, who's been with Olmsted County for 20 plus years. And he, you know, he was in my um, <clears throat> my interview for the county. And, and speaking of the interview, I, I I hate interviews. Like I haven't done one in so long. Except this one. Except this. This is fun. <laughs> this is laid back. But I remember just sweating. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. think I left right. a mark on the chair. I was so nervous. <laughs> but Nick Ryan was in that, that interview with me and he had said, and you know, he was more in production and, and media and and he had different, you know, he worked in public health before coming on to the, the policy analysis and communications team. But he goes, I've been here 20-plus years, and that right there is what sold me with the county, wow. yeah. was just knowing the, lon- the longevity and just obviously it, it it says something, you know, for an agency when they can hold on to employees for that long. Yeah. So that's really what sold it for me. But, yeah, I get to work with Nick on a lot of different things. I think one of our first big um, – productions was redistricting because that happened after the 2020 census mm-hmm. and we had to basically explain to our region what is redistricting why does it matter to you and why should you care so we get to do a lot of fun things like that um elections election security ab- what you know absentee voting is so we're always looking for ways to just kind of share information that might not be widely known by the public um, everything from housing too, you know. So it's it's really a treat um, to do some media work in addition to the other communications that I do.
0: Right. And it's <coughs> a lot of tools that you learned before right? that you get to take to your job right yes. now and how to talk with people and who to call.
1: Yeah. So if I learned anything, that was, <laughs> <Wow, laughs> you know, yeah. the television news brought me, um, got me where I am today, 100%. You know, right. I developed um, a lot of great, I think, communication skills and uh, a bit of a backbone too mm-hmm. on how to deal deal with different uh, and difficult situations and and residents who aren't happy because you know a lot of the times they're going through the worst time of their life. We always mm-hmm. say that in television news, you know, you got to remember this is this is probably their worst day. And sometimes in in government, that's how it is too. Um, we say in housing, you know, you're only one bad day away from being homeless. Right. And that's important for, for all of us to remember. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the county and the city has some great initiatives that they're working on for, for housing here in 100%, town. 100 yeah. percent, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, as much as we don't always always understand what Olmstead County does, mm-hmm. um, I have a huge appreciation for for where we live. We really do.
1: Yeah, it's pretty special, um, and just even what they're doing right now and, and work with the, the state legislature in trying to get funding for you know, different housing projects. Mayowood, too, is a big one that we're hoping to get for um, low-income seniors mm-hmm. and, and people you know, who sure. need that extra support.
0: Yeah, Did you come to the county <clears throat> before, this is a silly question, <laughs> before or after the Seneca purchase? With, the, with oh, the corn cob, I yes, water I
1: came after, so that was really exciting. So I think when I was at Channel Six, we were reporting, you know the sale of it to the county and then just the everyone the demolition. was worried about the water tower. We'll right. Everyone <laughs> loves that water tower. It's iconic, yeah. Oh, it is. I even it's so funny you bring that up the other day. I was just looking at, you know, how many local businesses advertise around that water tower. Absolutely. Everything's, you know, yeah. Chick fil A year of corn. Yeah. Or yeah, the workshop right. by the corn. <laughs> yep. right.
2: yeah. So Next it's become
1: corn. just kind of like that that location marker. Yes. of the city of Rochester and Olmstead County and they revitalized it it's beautiful and now we're in that process um, with our new board of commissioners we have several new commissioners mm-hmm. this year of just kind of evaluating where we want to go with that property so one you know offer fell through kind of and it just really didn't fit you know what wh- where they wanted to go, and now it's it's kind of the new board's time to take a closer look at that property and determine yeah. like okay where do we want to see it? Aren't
2: they seeking in the process of seeking input now on that? Uh... So we
1: did that, um, and I am not sure where it stands right now with the okay. current board, but yeah there was you know a, an input process last year for yeah. for several months, yeah.
0: So there is a ton <clears throat> that has come to the forefront recently mm-hmm. at the county. So you've got my goodness, Olmsted County Public Health. Yeah. I don't even know if ten years ago you would have thought about a public health department at a county so mm-hmm. much, and now it was instrumental in bringing you know free yes. vaccines to yes. everybody, Homestead County elections in that department. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean that's been such a hot topic, you know, in in the news yes. too. Between all of these different things, so you're busy as heck
1: all the time, and you know I have a great team of. Um, other communication specialists, but you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the the different departments I work with too have been absolutely phenomenal. The department directors for public health or housing um, for elections as well. It's been such a joy to work with them because they're so on board with with getting information out there how can we do it how can we do it better because a lot of the times when you talk about covid or elections it's very contentious Mm -hmm. and what can we do to engage the community more and work with the community so that they better understand and there isn't that misinformation that's basically clouding the good work that's being done right Yeah.
0: and what i like about what i see you posting out there too or what's being shared it's information it's factual there's no snark there's mm-hmm. no political bend there's no it's just the information that people need
1: right and i think people you know it's it's just the way social media is these days people want to bend the truth yeah <laughs> and yeah. and that's the last thing you know that as a county we want to do we're not trying to share any type of misinformation um, and again you know it's it's government so it's it's always going to you know it, hit hard for some people and right. and yeah. others, you know, maybe you don't hear about it enough, you know, the good stuff, but they appreciate, and we got to remember that they, people appreciate, you know, the work that's happening. And, and, you know, we try to be very fiscally responsible with taxpayer dollars and put it where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my message for the county. They're doing great work.
2: So, I know the county and the city of Rochester work together closely. Mm-hmm. Are do you interact with any of the the city government as well? Yes. To coordinate
1: yeah, and it depends on the situation too. Um, obviously, with crisis communication, we work very closely with RPD and emergency management and, and the communications and administration with the city of Rochester. Um, elections, we we partnered with them as well, okay. um, just because you know it's it's the biggest city in Olmstead yeah, County, absolutely. and it just kind of makes sense to do it that way and, and get the messaging out there. But yeah, whenever we have opportunities, it's it's wonderful. I get to work with Jenna Bowman quite often. Um, and um, Megan Molder with the City of Rochester on a lot of different projects, yeah. and and we bounce ideas off of each other too. You know, it's not just we're we're the county, and that's where the ticket stops. You know, we really like to work with partner agencies on mm-hmm. so many different projects.
2: How many cities are there in Olmsted County? Oh boy, you're putting Ooh. me on the spot. Okay, we How have many square miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
1: I see. I put the graphics on the website, so we have we have Rochester, Dover, Yoda. Yep. A little bit of Pine Island, a little mm-hmm. bit of Chatfield. That's right. They're cut in half by the county line. Yeah. Did I say Byron?
0: <laughs> we're, yeah, Byron. Is it seven?
1: seven, seven, eight, seven?
0: Yeah. And then you've yeah. got other little townships. That sounds right. And the townships. I mean, yeah. yep. Yes. Yep. And I only mention that because I live by Chester, and yeah. Julie and I were talking about that whether it's a town or a city, and it's not because there's no city council. It's just right. unincorporated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you've got some other little spots like yeah. that around yeah. too.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Beautiful area. So. Now, you're a consummate professional. You're talking about all of this stuff. You're very busy. You're doing an amazing job. But you've got to be even busier having, like, probably the greatest job title is Boy Mom and Hockey Mom. thank
1: you. That was the sweetest way to put it, because I was about ready to say it's controlled chaos, Randy. Like, get me out of here. You're a hockey mom. (laughs) I'm I'm a verified hockey mom, and I'm finally proud to say that. I think two years ago, when my oldest Zach um, really started to get into hockey, my husband's always been into hockey. He was a hockey player at Mayo High School, and mm-hmm. and that's why our, our boys do it. But I kind of went in kicking and screaming. I'm like, oh, my Saturday mornings are shot now. Like I'm already exhausted right. from work, and this all started too when I was working, you know, the the early morning shifts and getting up at two in the morning, and I had a a newborn baby and then oh, oh right. now we have yeah. practice and then we have training at OMC and so on <laughs> and so you're going forth. into the
0: arena in tears oh I looked
1: <laughs> terrible I think some people would look at me and go you don't look anything like you do on the news like where's your makeup I'm like this is it this is <laughs> yeah. me get used I've to slept it
0: four hours <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes yes but oh it's been such a treat this past year especially I think you know Zach has really come into his own um, and our youngest, Colin, who's eight, he just loves the sport. He gets out there, and he's nice. real gritty and, and and just kind of a, a little bruiser out mm. there. You know, we want to keep him out of the penalty box. That's the goal for next year. But, you know, our, our season, uh, they both play for Dodge County Youth Hockey. And the season just ended this past weekend. And already yesterday, they were into spring spring training wow. and um no got breaks. with their teams so no, no breaks. Break. Nope. Wow. Nope. It just keeps going and then there's baseball and yeah. touch football or flag football and just You've keeps got going.
0: Active boys. Yes. Very active. Yeah. So age range right now are they Yep.
1: P- Very close. Um Zach's eleven, Collins eight. So okay. fifth and second grade. Mm. Um yeah, they keep us busy. We love them so much, obviously, but if you asked me to go out to lunch with you, you know, that might be the only time I could because my evenings are are shot. Well, I was gonna say, you know,
0: and in the TV world, you couldn't find, or in media, it's just Mm -hmm. the same reason why I got out. My boys were the same age as yours, and I—you miss the concerts and you miss practices yes. and all these events because yes. they're always happening during the week, yeah. six o'clock, yeah. seven yeah. o'clock. Yeah, and
1: I loved—you know—I loved different aspects of the news, and I loved the people I worked with. Oh my gosh, but it is like I would have to miss some important events because I was anchoring the the six o'clock news, and then right. had to be back by yeah. ten. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would be able to get out and you know have you know a quick dinner with my family or or go to a sporting event but it was very rare and so that's kind of one thing that you know holds me back from you know wanting to go back um but thankfully I get to do a job that holds a lot of the same um things that I think television news gave to me
0: mm-hmm. yeah so. you get to still feed that yes of you, exactly you know, that's awesome so your boys that are is it mites and peewees yeah or? so Colin
1: is um a super mite and he's going to try out for squirts next year or this upcoming season and then zach is going to be a peewee so he'll he's done with squirts and wow and and that was something i had to learn too i'm like what are these terms like what are these names i have no idea and i've learned the rules of hockey too that was a big one i would just usually just be like oh look they scored and now i'm like offsides (laughs) i'm that parent in the stand putting my hand up like what What's going on? My husband will send me, you know, hilarious YouTube clips about how to be a hockey parent, and it's just <laughs> satire galore. And I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, where are those people? Where are those people? So right. I may
2: have missed us. Where are you from originally? Because you're
1: sure. So I I was born in Saint Cloud, okay. Minnesota. And uh, we moved to Blaine, Minnesota, just south of Saint Cloud, in I think '87. Okay. And I graduated from Blaine High School. Went to, back to Saint Cloud to Saint Cloud State University, and mm. that's where I met my husband. Okay. And my husband's the one who's actually from the Rochester area. Okay. So his his family's from here. His um you know extended family is from the Austin area, and were Hormel workers. So they mm. were on the you know the the line. You know with yeah. the animals and everything like yeah, that yeah. And they, they came up to rochester in the in the 80s or early 90s as well so that's what brought me down here And that's why you know i got lucky getting my my start at KTTC, and um my husband opened a bar in downtown rochester um gosh in 2010 and we sold that oh, after a yeah. few years Tom and I, it, it does. It does. Yeah. And he went back to school to become a firefighter. And that's, that's basically what solidified us wanting to stay in the Rochester area was, was his career and, um, you know, the great things that the city of Rochester was able to offer him. And that's kind of what drove me to, to kind of look for more of a city or government, you know, county job. And I landed with the county.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. So you're going on nearly 20 years
1: I'm old, Randy. Well, I, I'm, I'm now more than
0: 20 years. I'm sorry to, to sell you up. It doesn't feel there, like but that,
1: but I was looking at my wrinkles in the mirror today. I'm like, oh, I need a little Botox or something. And I got my hair colored yesterday, but I can still see the gray. So. Yeah,
0: I looked it's in the happening. mirror the other day, and I was like, oh, my beard's got a lot more gray. I didn't. You, it, yes. it must be the stress.
1: Yes. It's not the age. It's it's it the is. stress. Nope, I'm just trying to embrace it and... Um, yeah, it's, it, it's weird. You know, your, your physical appearance changes, but, you know, I feel better than ever. You know, my knees don't, but my, my, my brain sure. does.
0: <laughs> yeah. And to put you on the spot, and what is it you think maybe after being here for 20 years, we've gotten to know so many people uh, who move on. You know, that's kind of the way it goes. If you get a job in TV or, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, yeah. we've all talked about this, how we had kind of our five-year plan. Yep. We moved to Rochester, whenever, yeah. and it was a five-year plan, and then you're going to go somewhere else. Here we are, and we love it. What is it yeah. that keeps you here?
1: Oh, it's, you know, it's one, it's number one, it's family. Um, Eric's family's from here. My, my, my brothers still live in, you know, the Twin Cities area, so it's real close, um, but yeah, Randy, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you and I stayed back where a lot of our colleagues would go on, you know, to yeah. the East coast, West coast, and then they tend to end up back in, you Come know, Minnesota and at, yeah. at CCO or care 11. And, and so it's just, you know, the beauty of the area, I think, um, also, housing too, you know, it's it's a great place to live and thrive and, it and having Mayo Clinic in your backyard, you can't go wrong with I that. I
2: have that conversation actually almost every day. I think that we forget that the quality of life and the cost of living balance here is almost, mm-hmm. I won't say it's perfect, but it's really, it's really good. pretty darn good. Yeah. And there may be another place that would be as good, but I don't think you'd find another place that has that balance that we have here. And we have so much that we can do in our backyard, uh, from the bluffs to the Twin Cities, uh, and the Mississippi River. So much that we have, uh, oh, yeah. and, and I, I love it here. I can never imagine ever leaving. Now there are days when we grumble. We all, it's human nature. <laughs> well, sure, it's being a, a bit. Minnesotan yeah. too. Yeah. It is. It is. Lynn reminds me that I can't. I can't brag about being Minnesota tough and complain in the same sentence. I have to separate those, but uh, I agree with you. I mean, we have the quality of life, cost of living factor yeah. here is just amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah, so much to do outside, but also just even the programs. like. 15 years ago, you would never think, well, I've got my kids in a Dodge County hockey program, and now Dodge County hockey is amazing, and they're sending teams to the state tournament.
1: Isn't that great? It's wonderful. I think, you know, it's really, my husband's a coach for them, and he loves working with, you know, the little ones, the ones who are just getting in the developmental phase of it, and that's something that Dodge County has done, and it's been fantastic to see just the growth in that area.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right, Rachel, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you. This sharing was a pleasure. story.
0: And uh, we'll get some of, uh, some clips of this and, and the whole podcast up on, on social media. So Ooh. keep an eye out on that. Excellent. Right? Looking forward to it. All right, Rachel, thank you so much. And you can find us at whitemanbrock.com and you can give us a call. Ron, what's your phone number?
2: My phone number that rings in my pockets? Yeah. 507 208 2246. Yeah, if you have any real estate questions, you can call me. What's your Ron. phone number? You can call me. <laughs> my number. See, it's our
0: podcast, so we're the advertisers, right? Here yeah, we are. Uh, my number is 507 421 6486. You can give us a call, send us a text, whatever, if you want to talk about it. And we estate. would look forward to it. Absolutely. Yes. We would love that. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Home Matters Podcast.